Well, morning everybody. Welcome to Boomer King. And we're back in the book of Nehemiah. And we're at chapter six. And essentially, as a quick recap, what's happened is that the walls of Jerusalem have broken down. Word got to Nehemiah. He got permission for the king. He surveyed it. Uh, he rallied his guys. It's all hands on deck. Brick by brick, he set himself to this amazing task of rebuilding all of Jerusalem. And he's had opposition, he's had snags, there's been infighting between the rich Jews and the poor Jews. He's had to use clever strategy, but some pretty uh, gritty, determined, um, you know, kind of conviction, really, that he's going to get this job done and an overarching vision. And he keeps pointing beyond himself to God. And what happens? As in any great vision, well, the enemy will try to oppose it with everything he's got. And when it, when his attack keeps failing, he turns the heat up. So uh, here we go, Nehemiah chapter 6. When word came to Sanballat to buy guests from the Arab and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. Now he's saying that for a reason, isn't he? This job was done well. And you've got to love that. If you're going to do something, do it well. Now, up to that time, I'd not set the doors in the gates. It's a final task yet to do. This guy is a complete finisher. Sambala and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message. And goodness me, the enemy is persistent when he's trying to pull you down. And each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time, Sam Ballot sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are rebuilding the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king, and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a killing in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king, so come, let us meet together. And I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to fight and it's thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed. Now strengthen my hands. Here we have, in my opinion, a classic enemy strategy. When you set your hands to a noble task, when you set your hands to do something for God, whatever that might be, I mean, when you really turn your attention to it, opposition will come. That's a fact. I've known it every step of the way. In 25 years of ministry, every time I turn my attention to do something, 
it's been opposition and it comes in a variety of ways and I thought it'd be useful for us this morning just to briefly think about that let's just get across this road and we'll go for a little walk into the park because it's a beautiful day first thing that happens when the enemy tries to pay you when you when you've got a clear vision he'll try and dilute it or distract you now it doesn't have to be in the context of a big thing like rebuilding a wall this could be anything but you'll notice that the first thing they want you to do is to sit down and talk to him have a chat now it might well have been that they were plotting just to kill him, but they probably could have done that anyway. Anytime while he's rebuilding the walls in those 52 days. What they probably wanted to do is throw him off track. That's what the enemy likes to do. You know, when I was first recasting a vision for Christian Vision for Men, it was called Christian Viewpoint for Men. And this guy came out to me in a Christian Resources exhibition once when we were called Christian Viewpoint for Men and he said, what's your viewpoint? <laughs> I said, on what? He said, anything. For men. I went, what? He said, what's your Christian viewpoint on the avian bird flu crisis? <laughs> I knew what he was saying. He's saying, what are you? What are you about? So I replied. We are about evangelism to men. That's it. He said, well, you need to make sure that's your focus then, don't you? And so I did. For years. People used to say to us, what's your opinion on creation evolution? And I'd say, we do a mission to men. What's your opinions on Christians and divorce? We tell men about Jesus. What's your opinion on homosexuality? We tell men about Jesus. Our job is to get them across the start line. That's what we would say to people. Absolute focus. And that focus got narrower and narrower and narrower as we became more and more and more about rescue. Many times over the years, in 20 years, we've had a lot of people trying to throw me off track. Invited to meetings get me to form partnerships that weren't what we were about and every single time I just say no no we tell men about Jesus absolute laser like focus when it came to the gathering we were short on money and people would say you know if you give half of your time over to poverty in Africa we'll give you X amount of money and I'd say no 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 we tell men about Jesus now not all of these things are from the enemy like they were from the MI. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is keep your focus. It's very easy to be distracted. Very easy. Now sometimes it'll come in the form of an enemy attack. And sometimes it'll come with good intention. It's just thought. Keep your focus. And I think what Sam Ballot was trying to do here. Just throw Nehemiah off. And he didn't just do it once. 
he kept coming at him and at him and at him four times and what did Nehemiah do he replied the same reply four times keep your focus God has set you a task don't be moved sometimes I said it can come from good intention and sometimes it's satanic when I was uh, in the middle of CVM becoming effective I remember coming under a lot of attack a lot of complaints from certain wings of the church didn't like what we were doing didn't like us Believe it or not, winning men to Christ. And sometimes the pressure of those well, opposing forces was crushing. But at that time, I just remember Jesus in the desert. Every time he replied with the word of God, they were saying, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, give you this, give you that. Supplied with the word of God. So the way you resist the enemy's attack when he keeps coming at you and trying to dilute you is you keep yourself in the word and you keep your arm on Ephesians 6 and then you'll be able to stand as the Bible says but the first thing the enemy tries to do is dilute you and after that the attack ramps up the next thing he does Sam Ballis, he sends a letter. And the letter contains a false accusation. And when you come under false accusation, it has this strange impact. And you can feel your strength actually leaving you. You want to defend yourself. make something stir up in you that just hurts how do you deal with that well it's quite simple really give it to heaven Nehemiah doesn't really respond he knows there's rumours being spread about him I'm trying to undermine his confidence. You put your faith, your hope, your trust and your confidence in Christ. Not in what people are saying about you. One of the biggest weapons Satan uses against God's children. In my experience anyway false accusation rumours whispers and the more you set out to do for God the more powerful they become but there's one powerful thing that we have post cross resurrection that slays that attack and it's found in Romans 8.15. By the Holy Spirit we cry, Abba Father. 
And we know that we're sons of God, children of God. I like coming here. It's peaceful. Reminds me of streams of living water. When the enemy's attacking and everything's wilding up in you, take yourself to a place of peace. Even in there, take yourself to a place of peace. I come here, I'll sit quietly. I remember who I am in Christ. And that's what Nehemiah does. Every attack he turns to God. God will strengthen me. God will help me. I have to say this, there have been many times over the years, because many of you know my story, that I'm a serial pioneer, really. <laughs> I just have to keep... I'm a serial pioneer really and I just have to keep building things. Sorry about the Siri interruption there. <laughs> and that brings you into conflict. When you pioneer anything new and fresh, there's a potential for trouble. It's just the way it is. So I found myself on these sorts of walks many times. Sometimes just quietly. Sometimes just chatting away to the Lord. Sometimes just saying, oh God, would you give me your peace? And you know what? He grants it. He grants it every time. You can be sure as eggs is eggs. Turn your attention to doing something for God and the enemy will attack you. Where did be Nehemiah? You'll notice this ramping up attack. He comes in with swords and violence. Then he attacks the man. He attacks his integrity and he attacks his character. And you have to be prepared for that. Any way you're going to overcome it is if you keep yourself rooted in the things of God. Bible, worship, good people around you, and then give it to heaven. Nehemiah refused to be cowed, he refused to be broken. to be sidetracked refuse to let the vision be diluted and this leads me to this thing I want to say our vision as a church is 
be a place of rescue. My family for hurting, lost and broken people, rich or poor, but we do have a special heart for those who are most broken. I've always said that. And that vision has not changed, despite COVID-19. I feel more resolute than ever. We tried to buy a building. Well, I'm glad we didn't buy one now, aren't you? That's what you get when you put your faith, hope, your trust in Christ and you look to him for guidance. <laughs> that timing would have been bad. The vision's not changed. And the enemy along the way, he's tried to hurt us and undermine us. Of course he has. And some of you have known that in your own lives. Stick to your guns. Keep your focus. Don't be diluted. Keep saying the same thing back to the enemy. No, no. God has called me to this. And when your tank ramps up, and it's on your integrity. And you as an individual, what you simply do is you give it to heaven. No, no, no. Oh, God is with me. If you're living a life of integrity and honesty, you don't need to worry about what people think about you. Because God knows. True security comes in knowing that God knows. And his kids. Monday, this weird time will be a memory. And would it be so good if I were to look back at this time and think, wow, we were so blessed as a family, as a church. We even grew, we even kept rescuing people. Yeah, yeah, the way we went about building our church changed because it had to, but the vision, no matter what the enemy threw at us, we stuck in there and we hung together and we reached out and we saw the grace of God touch people's lives. This is our testimony of the coronavirus years. God was there, he was present and he blessed us. So we need to guard against the enemy's attack on rumours, whispers, an attempt to dilute the vision, even an attack on you as a person or on the leadership, it's not happened yet, I'm just saying. We press into God, we lean on his grace, we dig into his word, we keep banging that worship music on, we turn up to the prayer meetings, turn up in the loosest sense. We commit to our home groups, we commit to one another and we reach out because only we have the true message of hope Jesus Christ his life, death and resurrection changed the game and that's the vision we reach out we rescue, we build we disciple and no matter what the enemy says 
whispers or brings us, no matter how many times he says it, we just keep saying back, no, no. We build our lives on the rock, not the sand. And God is with us and we're family and nothing will break it. Karen and I send our love to you all. Take yourself to a place of peace if you need it today. Remember those words, by the Holy Spirit we cry, Abba Father, and know that we're children of the living God. The ultimate source of security. No matter what people think, say or do, the Lord is with us. What a beautiful thing that is. So Father, we pray in Jesus' name. That we know your grace, your peace, your love. pray for every household in our church those tuning in you fill those places with your light and your peace your shalom wholeness and completeness in every sense we love you God keep us together I pray bless this church bless our families keep us safe be gracious and merciful to us and help us to reach out to our town and stand firm whenever the enemy attacks us. In Jesus' name. Amen.